and welcome back to the second segment of episode 93 of Sold with Updike Pew. All right. Guess what we're going to talk about today? Flipping homes. Flipping homes. So seven things to know before you flip your first home. This, I will just, I want to say right off the bat, I'm not a fan of the term flip. I agree with that. Do you but, have a better one? Uh, I don't know that there's a better one that everybody really, you know, kind of knows what you're talking about with it. Yeah. But, um, you know, remodeling. In, in, yeah, in my head, flip insinuates you're doing it the cheapest, fastest, you know, and it's, and the ones that are well done. They're not done that way. They're they're done with right. care and they're done with some thought, and that's really kind of what we're going to talk about today. Yes, because everybody can do that. Um, slap the lip the lipstick on it, um, but at the end of the day, it's still a pig. And the problem is, is that we're going to have buyers are going to have inspections done, and it just at the end of the day, that inspection report comes back to you, and you're going to have to redisclose. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about how do we get the best bang for our buck, mm -hmm. and how do we get into this the right way because. Um, it's key. And yeah. the number one thing is the budget. The budget. It is really. Um, it's the one portion that if it's not in place, it doesn't matter what you do. Mm -hmm. And we've seen more flippers. Um, it's evident when they get done and they can't finish the house, it, the budget was not yeah. properly addressed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've uh, when we've done property before, we we have a spreadsheet we work from, mm -hmm. and we know what those numbers are going to be, and we we have a fudge factor we built in, uh, you know, on every one of them because there are always, you know, the uh, the the drama that you see on um, house or uh, Chip and Joanna show and Property Brothers that drama, while it is. It's really kind of made. It's made up for that show or amplified for those shows. It re it really does happen. I mean, you start pulling, you pull oh the, the the, the mm -hmm. plywood off or the sheetrock off, and you're like, oh my god, the termites have destroyed this wall. It it's, happens. It does, and it's not funny like they make it, or it's like, oh, we'll get it fixed. No, that's mm -hmm. your money, and it's your time, and it is. So the big thing too is also to have a recipe. A lot of times. Um, remodelers are going to have a recipe and they're mm -hmm. going to stick to that that recipe and so they know what they're they know everything in the cost mm -hmm. and they know what their minimum sales price is and i think a lot of people forget you know what happens if you don't make the market and it doesn't mm -hmm. sell the first 10 days it comes on the market mm -hmm. 30 days on the market what is your what are your knockdowns on the price that you're still comfortable with um we were reading an article and I thought it was really funny because it said, you're not going to make hundreds of thousands on your flip. If you make money, that's a win. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you make money, like even if you make a thousand dollars, that means you didn't lose. True. And it may not be a bunch, yeah. but. Mm. And the thing, you know, the D Dallas is one of those markets where we have the, the, the smallest percentage of our marketplace um, are flip homes of, of almost any major metropolitan city in the country. Hmm. Interesting. So, although, yeah, only 20% of the homes that sell in the Dallas-Fort Worth market are actually flip properties. One of the things also to know about in the budgeting thing is to not let your ego get involved. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people like to think that it's a perfect deal and that they can do it or I'm going to be the first and mm -hmm. make this happen. And when it's your money, I think those are really big questions that you need to ask yourself if you're comfortable with. Yes, very much so. So have your recipe. Yep. Number two is financing options. So there's some really good options for you out there. Uh, if you're do, wanting to do your first renovation property and start doing some real estate investment, um, what, the most expensive way is to go with hard money lenders, which uh, a lot of investors do. And if you're unfamiliar with hard money le lenders, um, they're lenders that 
know they are taking a big risk. You are putting a lot of cash down, but they know they're taking a lot of risk. And so in exchange for taking that risk, they're going to charge you uh, points up mm -hmm. front, which is, you know, like two points is 2% of what you're actually borrowing from them for the purchase plus the renovation. And then the interest rate is going to be high. And um, the other challenge with hard money lenders is that when you have to go renew that loan with them, they're, you know, they, they're, they're going to twist it tighter and make you put more capital into the project and your renewal rates are going to be really outrageous. And so going to a different hard money lender, they already know your back's against the wall. So they're not going to be any nicer than the first hard money lender. So it is, it is an expensive way to borrow, but it, that is the purpose, the most of the purpose that they're out there. And that hard money lender, we were trying to work a transaction out on some brand new um, townhomes. Mm -hmm in East Dallas, and we were told by the listing agent that on the 13th that the developer was going to be signing over um, the properties to the hard money lender because they hadn't sold. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. Which meant that developer was probably walking away from a lot of money that he had put into that property just to, to get those built. So. Anyway, be careful uh, with them. Yeah, be careful with them. What's, um, this, like, better, what's a better way to do it? A, a better another way. Another way is through uh, a lot of people have a home equity line of credit that Correct. they can utilize. And we're, we are not encouraging you to go out and frivolously use your equity if you, if you don't really understand what you're getting into, because that does get people into trouble. Right. But if you're someone that does, uh, that kind of has the acumen for doing this and you, you, have a, a resource that is a really good resource to be able to use. And the last and best way mm -hmm. is to use cash. Absolutely. Cash doesn't cost you anything and you don't owe anything to anybody and it is yours at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So things to think about. Yep. Um, number three is timing, uh, the time, the timing and the schedule. Yep. And these are really critical because I think that uh, people who begin their budget once it's closed are already behind. Um, people who don't have the demo, the demo mm -hmm. happening the day of or the day after closing are behind. And I think that it's so critical that you get with all of your subs and make sure that you are scheduled tight and that it is on track. Um, it, you will be shocked if everything takes an extra three to five days, why your property can't hit your expected um, market date. One of the other things to be really conscientious of is, is when something's off. When that, when that shifts on you, you need to look and find out what other subs that's going to make an adjustment to and adjust accordingly. Because once they leave your site, they're going to go work on somebody else's project mm -hmm. and getting them back, it's tough. Yeah, it is. Uh, and the getting them to focus on your project again is very difficult. Yeah. A lot of subcontractors really... You know, they're, they want to get into one project and get out of that project and move on to the next. And so jumping between projects costs them money because they've got to retool, re-gear, maybe hire, you know, more people or, or not have as many people. And it does, it does create a challenge for them. So time, timing, scheduling, you mm -hmm. have to be on that. And it's, it is something that can change on the daily. Absolutely. And if you show up once a week on your flip, you are going to be shocked every time you walk in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> What's next? Number four, um, appliances and materials. Know where you're going to source all of these from. Know how much they're going to cost. Know what quantities you need. Mm -hmm. Have all of that built into your budget and be prepared to pull the trigger 
as those products are needed. And um, you know, one of the things that that uh, we have found is that many times you can purchase everything that you need up front, and those vendors will store those items right. and allow you to come and pick those up. Uh, of course, they're going to have a max window built into right. that what they're going to store them for. But it is a it is a good way to be able to negotiate package deals, negotiate bulk buy discounts. Right. Um, but it's be prepared to pull that trigger day one and know when you're going to need them and what you're going to need exactly. Yep. And if you buy cheap, don't think that you can turn around and sell it for the highest price. Yeah. That I doesn't totally agree. ever work. Mm -hmm. um, and appliances need to be installed um, for a homeowner to make a full decision. And, you know, I, w I will say this, that don't go to, I'm not going to mention a store name. Don't go <laughs> like, to oh. a store and buy the end run of a product just because it's on sale and you can make it fit into your design. Because if you don't have enough of that product, you yes. are, you know, you're, you're going to be stuck. And then many times the people that come into your home have already seen what those end run products look like. And so they know you bought that last batch of that tile or you bought that last batch of that wood floor. Yep. So come at it from a, from a design perspective, knowing what the trends are for end users and, and just, be, pre be prepared with that. The next thing that we want to talk about is location and location always, mm -hmm. always matters. Highways are not going to leave you or leave. They're there. Um, schools, schools are number one. School, uh, schools, uh, yeah, schools are a very big driver in neighborhood value. They, they are not necessarily um, the end all be all, but they certainly provide stability to a price point. And many times that, that people are looking for a specific elementary school or a specific middle school or within certain distance to, you know, other, other academic activities. And those are drivers that people that force people to buy more, pay more. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're looking for. Gentrification is another thing. Just know mm -hmm. that a lot of times in gentrification situations, um, you're going to be competing against other people with all cash mm -hmm. and they'll come in faster than you sometimes if that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, the, and uh, also regarding location, uh, green bells, views, golf courses, you know, those all do have an impact. So yep. keep that in mind, not that you have to only look for properties to renovate that are on, you know, right at those, right. but those definitely have an impact on value. Um, the one thing we also want to point out, number six, is research flips that are both good and bad in the area that you have interest in. You should really know why something sold on the first day when it came on the market. Um, and so why something is 365 days and still on the market. Mm -hmm. These are chances for you to learn from other people's money. Mm -hmm. And you should know over the last year, every single thing that has bought and sold. And that's where we step in and do the due diligence because you and I usually mm -hmm. know the agent in the neighborhood mm -hmm. and you and I will pick up the phone call and have a very candid, loose conversation about things that they heard buyers talk about mm -hmm. that were both good and bad. Absolutely. Yeah. And so these are things that you should know and be able to make decisions moving forward on your projects as well. Mm -hmm. And last of all, listen to what happens in the market. Listen to, you know, listen to your realtor, listen to talk to the neighbors, uh, kind of know something about what's going on in the neighborhood before you buy something there. Um, you know, if you, if once you're, once you're in that and you've got your product ready to come to the market, listen to what's going on with your home sale. You know, what is the feedback you're getting? Well, I love the one that you put right here when it said, um, listen to the feedback that you're getting from your showings, because 
if you're getting a complaint that something's dark or that that just doesn't have the quite cur the right curb appeal, don't just say, "Well, we'll just wait for the next one." Make that change. Mm -hmm. Make that change quick. Yeah. Call and then then it's up to the agent for us to call back and say that's been handled, mm -hmm. and we've got this now addressed. Come on back out. Absolutely. So, so seven really basic ideas about uh, about before you do your first renovation on a property. And um, next week we're going to jump into a little bit more detail about this, and it's evaluating specific properties. What do you? How do you evaluate certain you know, specific homes in in terms of whether to, that's the one to do your renovation project with? And one of the things that's actually not on the list, but that we can do is we can actually set up map driven with criteria bases um, homes that come directly to you, and they'll come in a format. So as soon as they actually mm -hmm. appear on the market, they'll be in your inbox. So it's not something that has to wait like towards the end of the day or for right. us to approve. I mean, it shows up almost instantly. And sometimes when you're looking for these renovation projects, it's really the first one in there that gets that. It is. So if it's something that is that great and you've done your due diligence, we're ready to get there within the hour to open that house for you. So we hope you enjoyed the second segment today. Um, if there are any other segment segments you'd like for us to talk about, if you have any questions about what we went through today, we'd be happy to share with you. And... That's a wrap, pretty much. Thanks for joining us today. And remember, we want to be your realtors for life.